0: Okay, so we're back and I don't know where this one's going to go, but I was intrigued by the conversation Mike and I were just having. And it was... So we've done two episodes and Mike started like, okay, let's talk about this. Um, Do we need to talk about structure? Do we need to talk about a name? Do we need to talk about how long these episodes are going to be? And he started putting all these constraints on it. And I said, so my method, which he knows is a method already. But I was trying to be very gentle and say, my method is that, to just do it. Like, I don't really want to have constraints. I don't want to have a full out, like, this is the purpose, this is what we're doing, and, you know, and that's not everybody's method, but that is definitely my method. And so, did you have anything you wanted to <laughs> say about that?
1: <laughs> um, no, just for context, I had no idea that she was about to hit record so I'm wildly unprepared for this podcast but yes I I agree or I appreciate your your method of just going with it and uh, as I was just saying I think that just flowing with it is will be really useful or a good tact for this for this podcast or for this project or Whatever we want to call it, the show, because of how we talk and about how our um, the topics of our conversations are pretty wide open and span from education to philosophy to changing the world to food consumption and
0: to weather. We talk about weather a lot. Do we? Only because I like to complain about it.
1: Yeah, I hope we don't have. More than half a podcast about you complaining about weather.
0: Can we have a podcast where I rant? Oh, fuck. So that I realized...
1: spin spinoff podcast.
0: No, no. I just want. I just want to try it one and see how it flies. <laughs> so just for all of our listeners' uh, benefit, I recently found out that ranting could actually be a career. And had I known that when I was a kid, I think my life would may have gone in a very different direction.
1: Um, Why? How? Uh, How do
0: you think it would have gone? Well, I feel like it's so, it's like classic, like, okay, here's an example. So I know that there are, you know, there's careers, you know, classic thing, statement now is that, you know, how we're educating our our students, like university or even before that. We, in the classic model or the traditional model, because I've already said classic three times today, So in the traditional model, it's gearing them towards a particular job. So we have professional programs, and and in a lot of ways the undergrad programs are sort of geared towards like, well we know what the jobs are going to be. But the reality is, is that the world is changing so quickly that we don't know what the jobs are going to be. And so, I'm a little bit off what I was gonna say. (laughs) My point is that um, I never thought ranting was a job. So I didn't pursue it. I didn't actually develop the skill of ranting. Whereas now, people get paid. There's there's a ranter that I listen to on Thursdays, I think it is. I think Gian Gomeshe has someone, I can't remember his Jean name. Gian
1: Gomeshe.
0: Yeah, he has a ranter who comes on. And I'm what like... What the hell does that mean? This guy's a ranter. He comes but, on and he rants. He's got like three to five or six minutes or whatever where he just rants. And he's like a regular guest. And I'm like, that's amazing. But for me, okay, so let's back it up because you think I'm just being kind of crazy about that. But what's beautiful about it is that it's this, like, amazing articulation of some issue that the ranter has with a particular, whatever it is. So
1: Right, so he just has, like, a verbal diarrhea kind of essay, of an essay that he's come up with about... Topic XYZ.
0: Yeah, and to be honest, I don't know if he actually writes it out first, or if he just literally goes and rants. I mean, he could have written it out as a rant and then recites it.
1: And so, how that differs from any other, you know, podcast or any other.
0: It's a written for. It's a it's a language based career, which would be very same as writing or speaking, which are all other careers that I do actually pursue so why is that so strange the only strange part about it was that it I never knew it existed
1: but so being uh like a radio celebrity or radio host or podcast host or tv host or whatever somebody who has a thesis to their show and says it how is that any different than a ranter or is it just the tone and kind of
0: yeah, I guess it's probably tone, and and maybe it's not. So and actually, let's for argument's sake, it doesn't really matter whether it's different.
1: Well, p- it does because all those other jobs have existed for years.
0: Well, actually, a ranter has not. As far as I know, I'm but, that, <laughs> <laughs> but what
1: what defines a ranter is what I'm getting at.
0: Okay, well, who cares? Well, we know what how someone rants and what defines that. But the interesting thing is that there's actually a. a Media medium for that now, maybe it has to do with this accessibility to people sharing their ideas publicly now, so that you can actually get a followership based on ranting. Whereas that really wasn't the case probably when I was growing up without the internet. Like, what I'm gonna sit there and rant to my backyard, like, who's gonna hear me? <laughs> right? There's no ranting club, there's debating club, but there's no ranting club. Why, I bet you they have a ranting club now. I bet you high schools have ranting clubs. I doubt it. I will look to see if any high school, I'm gonna find that out. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, get back to us on
0: that. I will get back to you on that. So the other part about, or this, the content of this has to do with the just do it. And I think that's a really important message, the just do it and you're right. not in all context should we just do something? I mean, there's lots of places where you have to be very strategic and, you know, have it logically unfold or whatnot, but there are definitely circumstances where the just-do-it mentality can actually allow someone to become successful in something.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah, the kind of counter-argument to that is I think... I think if you just do it without thinking about it, you have the risk of just doing a lot of shit and not, and not being, uh, there's no like real foundation for it. Whereas if you think about it a lot and have done research, whether it's formal or informal and have a good kind of, not necessarily logical, but good understanding at some level of what you're doing before you just do it then i i feel like the there will be more fruit of the labor and then to go beyond that there's the kind of logical hyper planned out route where it's do all the research but then before you like put your stake in the ground you You test things and you strategize and you plan out and logically create a structure, um, which is kind of, kind of, I don't know, more of an engineering approach, I guess.
0: Well, I think the just do it model, like in terms of my method, allows for prototyping. It allows for, so you said it's very risky because you could just have like a bunch of basically crap out there, right? I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I'm fine sending out 10, doing 10 things, just doing 10 things, let's say. Yeah. And in my heart, feeling like any one of those could be an avenue to share my messages or whatever it is. And if nine of them fail and one of them succeeds, great for me. Right. The alternative, so why I hesitate to do the alternative of like hyper thinking everything out is that then I invest in one. And then if that doesn't work, that time's gone. Then I go. It's just too. It's too sequential. I like the like.
1: Yeah, you'd say it's riskier.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely riskier. Yeah. Especially because I don't. I don't think that I trust myself. Like I feel like I could. That's where I could spiral. Where I will just like analyze and go through all of this, and then eventually be like, oh, well, it's too much. I can't do it. Or there's all these other reasons. So I need to just let my, like, go with my heart and say, okay, I want to just try this and see what happens because right. I learn a lot as a result of that. Right. Like,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, even this podcast, for example, we can put it up there and then after several we're like, oh, well we should have done that. Or we should have done that. Or like, that's not novel ever. That's yeah, like yeah. so two years ago. Well, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason sure. I knew that was because I actually tried it. Put so. it out
1: there. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think this is uh, yeah what you're talking about is, like aligns pretty well with the the design process where you yeah wrap a prototype a lot get things out there see what the users like and iterate yeah I, I guess the the a, a critical component of that though of the design process, and maybe your process, is, okay, so you put out a million prototypes, or a bunch of prototypes out into the world, test them, get feedback from users, yourself, whatever, and then iterate, but at some point, I think, this is how it is in the design process anyway, you you shed a bunch of the unsuccessful tests and you switch modes from like an ex- like an explorer uh, experimenter into a producer which is a really critical thing for design where because at the end of the day you need a product to sell or a product to put out into the world in let you know because your job isn't to just produce experiments it's to produce a product um, and so Flipping that switch from an experimenter to a producer is, is critical, and but it's a completely different skill set and mindset. Mindset, and I feel like it's uh, some people get stuck in the experimenter um, mode and never complete anything, and never have a final kind of polished product.
0: Yep, I would agree with that, but I think that might be where you also bring on other people who have that skill set. For sure. Cuz I actually am quite aware that I am an experimenter or explorer or whatever. Yeah. I'm an initiator, I'm a starter. I'm not a polisher.
1: Right.
0: I don't like to polish things. I don't like when you know, I don't like to make the systems and get thing run get things running smoothly. I like it when it's messy. I like to yeah, you yeah. know, get things done, but then that's that other time is when I bring could bring or should or have brought people in okay. to do that next step. Right. Like even my assistant now, um, Allison. I mean, she she in a lot of ways is there to help me get through the the parts where you know it's not starting, it's not initiating. Yeah. Like even with my life coaching course that I run, you know, I've done nine courses now. It's kind of the same thing. I tend to change stuff up a little bit just so that it gives me. It makes me excited about it but she's she's got the policy she's got the procedures like she's helping me get all those done right. because that's not my forte yeah by any means yeah so
1: well there you go so now we're exploring with this podcast and we're, we'll fire it out there see what happens and then at some point in the future we'll hire someone to put a polish on it yes or
0: maybe not. We'll see. Okay. We're done.